aging sucks, privilege problems, and what's your favorite drive through All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Hello, Amy. Hello, How are you? Melissa. Hello, <laughs> Melissa. What's so funny is we don't actually play the theme show music live. We record live all the way through in one shot, and then we cut in the music later. And my favorite part is that the two of us, when we hear the cue for the music, we sit and dance to the silence of the music that will come because it's playing in our, it's heads. In our heads. And we don't need <laughs> a pause there because it can be edited it, 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 as it will be. But we just right. sit there like, and I know that's not how the song goes, but we just sit there and, hey, how are you? Good morning, Melissa. Do you know those Ray Dunn mugs? Yes, I do. It's kind of a white earthenware that that has this handmade looking quality, but the, it's I'm describing it for people who can't see it. There's two, the Ray Dunn, the one I'm describing, white earthenware has a handmade feel, so it's kind of like squinched and pressed in certain areas like somebody's thumb has been on it before it was fully dried in the kiln. And it has really oversized but very very narrow thin black letters. And they say morning or southern or in your case yeah, I'm trying to buy out all of the mugs <laughs> on on every platform that say brilliant because why wouldn't you? Because why, why wouldn't, wouldn't you? I love it. You're also starting to buy something which really irritates me, but I have to support you as your friend and I don't want to be your friend when you do this. You posted recently on the socials. Then don't go to the bathroom in any of my You're houses. You, I'm not even going to say it. You just have to describe it because it's super dumb and gross and everybody wants to hear it. So they could join me in their of you. I think if you are a listener of this podcast, you know I have a wild affinity for potty art. I can't explain. I mean, dick and fart jokes are funny to certain people. And and great for you. I mean, that's that's great for you. I, I'm not really a big fan of dick and fart jokes, but potty signs and art are it for me. It makes me giggle. They make me happy. And I was waiting. Oh, I, I went out to dinner last night. Hey, out that's to, more important yeah. than your potty art. Wait, stop. So, but um, no, stop fully discuss. We can come back to those goofy ass signs that people don't like. You are the only one who likes it. I've said it. Nah, bah, 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 bah. I want to hear about dinner. Dear listener, prove her wrong. Oh, they're not going to do that. How could they? Listen. They have. Listen. Listen. Yeah. yeah. We, I think we've long established yeah. that I know the true definition of things. I I could do the Oxford English Dictionary again if I wanted to. If I wanted to. That's just not how I choose to use my time. We're interested to hear about your dinner. So tell me about the dinner, With please. no evidence whatsoever. I have all the evidence I need. It's called my big, <laughs> big ass brains is... Come on. <laughs> Tell me about the dinner, please. I went out to dinner with my husband and two other couples last night um, to a re- an open door restaurant. <laughs> I'm not Whatever. sure I know what that means. Is that like an open table or you mean their door was open? <laughs> their, door were, their door was open, <laughs> okay. which just made it a little chilly. But oh, God, it really was. And you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's my first meal out of the house, really, indoors somewhere. Really? and. We masked within an inch of our lives. We got down. We sat at the table. There really wasn't anybody near us, but um, 
I still get a little freaked out. And we had a really nice time. Do you know what Detroit-style pizza is? Yes, I do. But before we get into that, I'm really surprised to hear you say, and I've heard others say this, I take them at their word, and I still don't believe it. This was the first time that you have sat in a restaurant and eaten food. The first time. Yeah. That was not outdoors on a patio. The first time you've walked into the establishment and sat down. The first time. Yeah. That's just not, (laughs) I don't want to do this again, but I can't, you're not correct. That can't be right. It is. I've, I've hermit, I've really hermited. You know how people say, I haven't gone anywhere. I've gone to the Amish market. I've I've been in my, I've been in my ball. I'm not saying I haven't been anywhere, but I have not sat down at a restaurant and I want to, I want to tell you why I didn't mentally freak out and race out of there with my hair on fire. Uh, And that was because of something called the 30-day tequila. Strawberry, the 30-day strawberry, (laughs) which was tequila with muddled strawberries that sat for 30 days. Ooh, all right. Wait, what? First of all, who has the patience for that? I know the Stoli Doli is, is Doli is a... Stoli, it's vodka that has pineapple that's been marinating in it for some 60 days or whatever. But 30 days of, of pulverized strawberries in tequila, that is the way to go. I almost asked for my second one to not have any ice in it because... <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. I need to make this at home. So your idea is that you take a humble strawberry and then you, you know drunk it up muddle it you just squash it down into a container and then douse that container liberally with your favorite tequila and then you walk away and forget you've done it set a timer for yourself alexa set a timer for yourself 30 days from now to remind yourself that you have drunken fruit somewhere in your house then you go retrieve the fruit pour it into a glass fill it with fresh tequila or do you use, is the point that you're using the tequila and the fruit or just the yes. fruit or the, uh, the whole thing. So, you're, whole so you really are drunk. infusing the tequila with some strawberry and infusing the strawberry with some fuck, let's dance. So all of it's happening at the same time. Yes. And there was more in there. I think there was like a splash of lime and it's like tequila it, it sangria. Was, <laughs> it was so, it was so good. It was so good. I was going to call up the menu for you at this place, but they had Detroit style pizza. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a New York style pizza girl. And I thought Chicago thick, New York thin. Where where does Detroit come into play having its own pizza in the first place? And second place, it being so good. It's fucking fantastic. What? Just like what? everything out of Detroit. What, what? And I'm here to tell you, I love, I'm here to tell I you. love it. I love it. It's kind of, well, sure. It's kind of lowbrow, I think, because. Is it? Well, kind of because in the pizza lexicon. Yeah. Because New Yorkies are the ones who invented pizza, right? Italy tells this crazy backstory where they came up with it sometime a long time ago. No, 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 no. This all started, began in New York and everybody else trying to copy. We get it. Got it. Okay. In Detroit, it's not really pizza, but it's also so much better than pizza because it's all of the toppings of pizza, but the crust, that's not a fucking pizza. The pizza crust has yeah. been doused in some sort of luscious grease so that when they cook it, 
The outside becomes like the crisp. It's not fried, but it's not baked, but it'll kill you, but not today. And when you eat it and there's like an oil slick in your face and you're like, I just want more of this in my face this very fucking second. It's fantastic. Do you, are you familiar with the French bread pizza? Kind of like from Stouffer's in the freezer department. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's the one. From that's growing the up. Very that would go in the toaster oven. Why? Yes, yes. I'm quite familiar. And then in the eighties, we were so excited. They invented that weird silver sheet of not paper that when you put it in the microwave, it pretends that it crisps, but it really doesn't crisp, but they want to tell you that it crisps. So you have like, oh, the, like crisp, the sleeve of the pocket comes sheet in? when it had like a fold, you do the origami fold of this weird white tray. And then there's like a little silver in- inlet that you put in there, right? A little slip of crisp. And then you cook the thing and it's still super soggy except burnt in one middle place in the bottom. And you still eat it because you're fucking home and there's nothing. And you're waiting for your parents to come home and somebody bought this sofas and I'm going to fucking eat it. And then later it was lean cuisine. I think, I'm, I think I've digressed. Let me come back to you. No, I mean, I could do a whole podcast <laughs> with you on pizza. Pizza is, is my happy place. And... I told you, I'm a thin crust, crisp, fold fold that big triangle in half, let the grease pour out instead of the front, because who's got time to wait for that? The crust in the back, if you hold it upside down. Mm. Yes, I have a whole plan. Or it we gets went really to Chicago. And it's got the big hole in the crust because it's just filled mm. up with your hopes ready for when you bite into it. Yep, and they spill out into your whole body. I used to pull all the air pockets off when the family would get pizza, and they'd be like, "Who the fuck ate half of the pizza?" That's I'm really like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm glad I just that ate I've the air pockets. Been with you, every time we eat a pizza, I've been with you eating pizza. I've been with you in New York eating pizza, and if you ever Hundreds put your fingers all over the pizza and squeezed out the little air bubbles before taking the piece as your own. I think I would have cold cocked you. So, well, I did it when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't do it as a grown up. No, I, when you say I always, I take it your word, Gally Pally. And I thought I always right. used to used to coulda, but you might not used to coulda you shoulda done used to coulda, but you might not can. But you might not can. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I gotta remember that. Tell That's me about the Detroit pizza. It was so good, and I don't know if it's because I was two thirty day strawberries in, or because <laughs> I premedicated before I left. But I did not run out of the restaurant. I had delicious pizza with some of my favorite people, and. I don't, and then, oh, so we come home, totally giddy, happy. And this morning, this was last night, this morning, I find out that one of the vaccinated docs that works with my husband has COVID. Oh, for fuck's sake. So everything I was afraid of, that that all of my pre-medication and medication while there makes me feel better about, I come home and find out that within our community sure. he's certainly not our bubble within, but in i our say within our number people that you've maybe bumped into in the past or perhaps gone and stood on a porch with or you know hovered around a trunk somewhere and took too long to put groceries in all the things that people do and say it's fine it's fine and then you expand it to the next day there's a bigger envelope hug of things that are fine and then so now fine. i get a text this morning while on bike and that says i might have to work a few nights because yeah yeah, to cover. And because he's the bigger guy over there, he has <clears throat> fewer clinical shifts and does administrative. So he's got now the availability <clears throat> to, to work. Well, so, I, just without super. knowing anything about that case and not even asking, just sending up some positive intention, some prayers, some rabbit foot. I mean, he's voodoo, vaccinated. Whatever people He's in need. the 2%. It's right. still, it's still, nobody wants it. Even if you're right. asymptomatic, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants, wants it. You got the thing that nobody wants. 
And it's I'm, a hot potato. And just, Nobody no, wants you, it. You can't fucking drop it once it comes past you. So this is a we didn't go through the entire global response to this last year. And up until friends getting it this very weekend, as you're describing, to not have a permanent shift in how we do ordinary things. So I can't help but well, have that feel of, a little sad, but it also it's it's honestly there's got to be good in it because that's how I speaking of live. that shift last night. I'm out at dinner and I have this amazing drink. And my girlfriend across from me says, can I try it? Uh-oh. And normally you would be like, yes, shove it in your face and then come back. And now let's kiss a little bit. Ooh, poor night. Like, well, you can't yeah. have my straw. You can't have my, like, what do you do? Do you share food? No, no. But I have to stop myself. And I, I don't even share food. First of all, let me, I should come full circle. I am, I have been accused of, ridiculed of being a COVID uh, die hard, a COVID crazy, a COVID conservative, whatever you want to call the people who are like hyper, hyper hermity, right? I have been accused of that. And yet we call them Melissa. Fine. And yet <laughs> I have been physically in restaurants many times, many too many to count in 2020. This is not a new thing oh. for me. Yes. I have physically been inside restaurants. There's no justifying it. Other than I can tell you some of the parameters down here are different where being in a restaurant in 2020 when the inside the restaurant really just means there's a roof because they open everything. All the walls are garage doors. So the ventilation is and it's summertime and it's hot and the fans are blowing. There's physical fans putting your hair in your face, like all these sorts of things. So it it is as close to being outside. So anyway, that's not new to hear somebody say, no, I have not stepped foot in a we step foot in a a lot. And we also have, you know, little kids who have been engaged and they're going to go play sports on a field somewhere, which is outside. You're in a new city. You're staying in a rest. You're staying in a hotel. You're not going to go into that same hotel and sit there in the morning when nobody's in there and eat your breakfast. So, I mean, that kind of stuff has been happening. Anyway, fast forward to in the house with my family, with my friend, in my life, pre-COVID and during pre-COVID, I would share food with strangers on the street. I would be eating a Belgian waffle, walking down the street, and say, "You have to have this. Take a bite. Who are you? I you going to finish pay that? Your, pay your right. parking <laughs> ticket, and then come over here and take a bite of this, and then go and keep walking down the sidewalk, stranger. And then I'll keep eating it. Like that's it's nothing. Think nothing of it now. Right. And all of last year, and still now, I still do this. I don't drink water after anyone else in my house. If I find a glass on the counter, which is really it's hard to even it's like breathing there are always stray glasses on every surface in the house half filled with water or any other liquid always always and it used to be if i'm thirsty oh look the water fairy has left me a drink so i'd pick it up and drink it and i have completely stopped i won't shit we won't take a bite from forks from food that i have made in my own kitchen with my own people in the bubble the one thing that really stuck with me is absolutely no eating or drinking after or with anybody. Even my husband, who I fucking French kiss. I won't. No, no, no. You French kiss your husband? So great. Oh, my God. Can we talk more about that? Oh, my God, lady. Let me tell you. I'm just here to tell you it's very good. I'm super good, by the way, if you didn't know. You think my cooking's good. All right, so I don't do any of that stuff is what I'm here to tell you. And it's a real mind shift. I've also washed my right. hands. I, I never used to wash my hands. And my best friend will tell you, she's so grossed out by me all the time. My phone, I who knows where the hell my phone is. She would love to, she's an emergency room nurse, right? So she always loves to say, God, can you not? Because I would put the phone somewhere and it would just be too much and she'd have to comment. And I remember 
more than once, I would look at her and I'd go, really? And I licked the phone. I held my phone up to my face <laughs> and I licked the whole front screen of my phone. <laughs> and she just couldn't handle it. So I'm like, I, washing hands, I mean, really, before you eat, stop it. I don't care that I was just mucking out a stall. Come on, let's go. So now I wash my hands all the time and I remind people to wash their hands. These are big shifts for me. So yeah. I got to call that a COVID plus. Thank you, COVID, for making me COVID just a plus. little bit hygienic. Yes, I love it. Um, so vaccine-wise, this guy that I was mentioning is vaccinated. That's crazy. And um, you have a, we have a drive-through vaccine vaccination site that I'm taking my daughter to for her second vaccine this week. Yeah. You have those down there? We do. Have you participated in any drive-through vaccinations yet for all of your vaccinated family members? My daughter had her first one as a drive-thru. It was a drive-thru. I have not. Yeah. So here's how it went. We're all, uh, everyone who can be, my youngest is still not up to the cutoff window. So he's walking around a, a vaccine virgin. He doesn't have any vaccination. A sponge. Can't, a sponge. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. He's also the healthiest of all of us. So I sleep okay at night, even though uh, I really wish this could be different. So there's him. The one in the middle made the age cutoff, got the Pfizer. Right. My husband and I were, were long ago double vaccinated and the college kid is one shot in second shot coming up in, I think, a week or something. So and that all happened away from us. We all went as soon as it was available when people were still scrambling. We had to you know, basically play the lottery and you know, wring your hands. Can I get an appointment? So all of that stuff was no matter where it is, we're just going to go. The 16 year old got his first one the same way. I clicked a button on the internet. We went to, and the 16-year-old had a different experience for me. We went to a mass vaccination site that's been set up here in my town, run by soldiers in fatigues, you know, and it was, hey, how are you? You get all the way back there, and then it's just run by, I'm sure they're medical professionals, but they just look like the PTA. I mean, it just looked like a bunch of friendly people standing around, hey, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. So we just cattle call through the whole thing, very efficient, everything was great. I lost track of when his second vaccination should be. In my case, when they vaccinated my husband and I, they made the second appointment while we sat there and said, you will be back here on this date and time, blah, 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 blah. By the time it came around for the 16-year-old, you can get it at a fucking Walmart. You can get it at the, you know, walking down the street. You want a vaccine? I mean, they're everywhere here. So they just said, make your next appointment when it's time. So I walked out with the little vaccination card. It only occurred to me yesterday on Saturday I looked at him and I said, it's probably time for you to have your follow-up shot. Let me think. Let me count the days. And wouldn't you know it, we were already two days past because I was thinking he was on a four-week. He's on a three-week. He got the Pfizer. Yeah. So here I am on a Saturday, remembered he need, in the morning, remembered he needed a second shot. I went on my mobile phone, searched uh, vaccine shot appointments, clicked a button, and that same day he had an appointment to get a second vaccination. And I just felt so I can't believe how easy that was for you and how people here in Philadelphia are still... Same fucking day. Same fucking day as a whim. Yeah, I guess I'll get vaccinated. Which one did you want? You get your choice. <gasps> yeah, you, They asked you. Yeah, which one do you want? And then we'll send. We'll tell you which available wow. appointments and how, how far, five miles, 10 miles? How close do you want it to be? And how soon do you want to, so would you like us to come to your house? Did you want to rub and tug with this? Like the whole fucking thing. It's crazy. Yes, yes, and yes. So get to the end of the day. So it was going to be at 530 that day, right? Great, fine, sure, go, okay. So (sighs) kitchen was a mess. I had been making a whole bunch of food that day. So I look at my husband and I say, all right, Brian, 
Which would you rather do? Would you rather clean the kitchen or go to the drive through vaccination where you just sit in the car and listen to whatever you want to listen to? And he's like, vaccine! So he went in his big... Would you rather clean the kitchen? The other one, in choice his B. Big, in his big <laughs> swanky car, right? And it was raining, so it was maybe not the best. Anyway, so they drove to the place and did the drive through which was super weird. Where everyone's poor things are outside in tents and it's rainy and it's kind of cold for us. And just like, you don't want to be doing this. And you're standing there and the whole thing. So they get through and they make them wait in some sort of protected area, right? So he's there in his super swank car and they're doing the 15 minutes, are you going to die thing, okay? And all of a sudden, one of these soldiers... And he mentioned that it was a black soldier. I don't think that that matters, but just for the sake of picturing this person in your mind. So a big, you know, MP looking soldier walks over to the car while they're just sitting, while nothing is supposed to be happening. Totally efficient process. Everything's great. We're so lucky. Thank you. God bless America. Right. Sitting there. Walks over. Raps on the window. Uh, Brian rolls down the window. He said, yes. Hello. And he goes, all right, gentlemen, because he's there with my son. He goes, I'm just here to give you an update. So if you have just had this vaccine, and he rattles off some stuff. And he goes, so if at any point in the next hour or in the next 24 hours, you experience any symptoms, coughing, headache, you know, uh, upset stomach, if you feel strange in any way at all, I want you to return here in this vehicle, find me, deliver your keys to me. And <laughs> so the idea, he was telling a joke, like, I want you to come back and give me your car. <laughs> But they were like, like, wait a minute, he went too far. They were looking at him like, what? And he's like, find me, follow me, make sure you bring your keys, deliver them to me. I will confiscate your vehicle. Like, because it was a really (laughs) nice, and they're laughing. So it's like people are at the point where here we're having a little bit of fun with something that has become perfunctory and boring and necessary and such a such a snore of public health and the numbers for people who are getting vaccinated here are quite high. And yet people are still catching this fucker with higher numbers than we had at the initial peak of it, which is the strangest it's thing. It's those to me. fucking variants. I mean, unlike Detroit pizza, these people have Ugh, decided that, that COVID can have various regional specialities, right? How can we morph this thing to make it even more annoying? Now Just, I want Detroit pizza again. Well, and the last thing, not to not to cut from a deadly disease over to pizza, but you know, go ahead, cut away. It is, it is, it is Detroit. So here's what I'm here to tell you: if you have no concept at all, if you didn't even get there from what a Detroit pizza is, this might help you. If you've ever eaten in a Pizza Hut. They said that. It tastes just like Pizza Hut is what ever they said. Had, if you've ever had, but it's not just regular Pizza Hut. If you've ever had the Pizza Hut pan pizza, that is a glimpse of what the crust is yeah. like on a Detroit pizza. And it's not a deep dish pizza. Pizza Hut thinks it is. They're wrong. It's a kind of a weird hybrid where the out- It is a hybrid. Yeah, where the pizza crust gets cooked and crust and cooked in- um, Almost like a fried consistency on the outer edge. And then the inside sort of behaves like pizza crust. So it's a pizza crust with a fried kind of a component to it. And it, it was really good. It if you get the chance, yeah. If you get the chance, it, it's, uh, it's worth a try, especially if you're like a pizza girl like I am. Pizza is the... Say pizza again. Pizza, pizza, pizza. It has no meaning anymore. Pizza, 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 it pizza. It always has meaning. It's like saying my soul, my heart, my life, my breath. Pizza. I want to tell you how badly aging sucks. Oh, okay. I'll buckle in. I will I will tell you that, you know, we haven't seen our 
parents in years at this point. Like you really, so my mother-in-law yesterday, my son is graduating high school. I could cry right now, but I'm going to try to keep it together. Um, And she's going to come, everybody in our family's vaccinated and we're going to do a small gathering for, of Stewart's family really, for uh, my son's graduation and my husband's 50th birthday. Oh shit. I didn't realize that he was so little. Okay. So, so he's turning 50 and it's not for like three weeks after this event, but we're going to invite his siblings and his parents and like a couple or two because it's my son's graduation and we're going to stagger it. It's not going to be all at once. It's going to be like throughout the course of a Saturday. Terrific. So my mother-in-law prepped me, prepped us as a family by saying, you haven't seen me in a long time and I want you to know I've, I've gotten older and my wrinkles are deeper. My, I, I just, I look much older than the last time you saw me. And I was so sad when she said that because she's self-conscious about it. Right. And, and I felt like, oh, oh, I would like you to know. I too <laughs> aged <laughs> tremendously in the last, I would say, almost five years. I have aged like like a, what did Jess Kupferman say? Like an avocado. <laughs> I mean, I like an opened avocado. Like I really feel like that's that's how I have aged in the last four years, at least year, but four years really. So I spent this past week going to see some doctors. One of them was a dentist because I somehow lost a front tooth. I had a chip. I had a chip from something. That's right. And then, that's right. I hung up on you this week. I yeah. forgot. Okay. I'm sorry. So, Ouch. Yeah. So I had a chipped front tooth. And what did instead you eat? Bonding something. They're like, we're going to take it and give you a new one. No, I'm like, no, well, no, I, uh, my whole my whole body is convulsing. That is the strangest and creepiest thing I've never had. You've gone through dentist stuff where you came out the other side and you look like a god. But I can't, I can't. My teeth it's is the all worst. janky and, <laughs> and stained from red wine it's and coffee bad. and bad living. And ooh, I can't even bad imagine living. somebody going in there and going, let's just crack this one out. Ooh, we're going to take the rest of it. Ooh, and I'm like, oh, I don't ah, think you should. I, and before you know it, it's gone. So let me get this straight. Your husband can't uh, fill with eyes or oranges, uh, and your thing is teeth. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're in your face. They're stuck in your skull. What are you? They're really not that stuck if you eat oh, some. Oh, oh, oh. I just <laughs> A good stop, piece of bruschetta. You can't stop because it's audio, but you have to keep talking. But you have to talk in a way where it's not awful. God okay, bless I America. felt like a hillbilly, right? I'm missing a a straw. Could, like I felt like a, either a five year old kid Ugh. or a hillbilly, and it was very humbling. I missed, I'm not gonna I lie. I missed the part because I was too afraid. I missed the part where you bit into the banana and your tooth said, "I give," and it like shattered like a jagged, cartoony, like serrated edge of a dangling tooth with the roots sticking straight down. Like which? And this is your facer tooth, your front tooth that everyone sees. Okay, I never bit into a banana. None of that ever happened. But over the course of times, I don't even know what it was that that was giving me this problem. But I had a cleaning coming up. And I'm like, I want to tell you before I have the cleaning, there's something going on here. And they're like, well, let's take care of that. So they did. And I am sitting in the chair like a, I 
Dear listener, if you're a hillbilly, I celebrate you. I certainly did the other day when I was visiting love us you. And they and they engage with us in person because the Wi-Fi in the hills is terrible. So we're okay. They won't they won't hear any of this part. So I get a FaceTime call while I'm sitting there and my phone's ringtone is milkshake. So I'm sitting there. It's mortifying. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And I thought, really? And I pick it up and there's this beautiful picture of Amy that I have on my phone as her caller photo. Oh, you're talking about me? Oh. Yeah. And I thought, I am I not. I thinking, who call, who's she fucking talking about? I'm not answering this. Wish I, yeah, wish, no frontier. I can't, I can't get to it. And the, the hygienist is like, you should totally answer it right now. I'm like, oh, because it's funny to you, oh, those, asshole. Those it's funny to you. I got such a sense of humor. Yeah, they were great, actually. They were lovely. Yeah, you notice how um, many horror movies use dental people as their torture device? Plus, that's how they identify dead bodies. Like, well, there oh are no bones God. left. There's no DNA left. Let's check her <sighs> dental records. And they'll be like, oh, no, no, I don't even need to. That's Melissa. <laughs> I don't even need to check it. I, I know that smile that anywhere. Root. Yeah. Gross. Exactly. Oh, that jagged fucker in uh, the front. That's uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. I also, we are a, a, uh, a moly bunch. Um, when I was little, my parents called them beauty marks. Oh, yes. So my daughter has them and she and I went together to a dermatologist because she's not 18 yet. So she needs somebody, a chaperone. Okay. She needs me in the room. I'm glad to hear so it. She had- Unlike the panic button from Massages of the Last Pod. I just yes. want to say this moly bunch business <laughs> because people haven't seen you. I can't even identify that I have ever seen a beauty mark, a mole, a birthmark, a darker mark, and now she's trying to find one. Yeah, if you have to pull things aside to be able to no, show I, it, guess what you ain't? A moly bunch. When you got a giant goiter-looking hanger on your front face and your eyeball, that's when you get to say, we're a moly bunch. That's when people are like, yeah, I could fucking tell. So You don't need to tell in me. Any event, in any event, I'm glad that you're taking care of your dermatological health. So she's got some some like chocolate chips in places and she wants them checked out. Sure, sure, sure. Fine, fine, fine. So we go there and we put on our paper underpants so she can, we, we're really mortified at this point. And uh, <laughs> so you're in the room and she's a full lady now and she's wearing the thing and you're standing paper. there like, you're like looking at the ceiling. Hey, hey. No, <laughs> no. I'm like, that look is hot. I hope you bring that to camp with you. There's Aww. no look away in our family. There's full attack. You don't get to, have a zit on your face in our family without saying, did you take enough on your plate to feed Simon who's coming out of your chin? Like you don't, you don't get to have a flaw without us. I wouldn't say exploiting it, but definitely mocking the fuck out of it because we need to keep you humble because I really do feel like other than being awful to their parents, both of my children are exceptional. Every parent thinks that about their kids. I am no different. I absolutely feel that about them. But I think I've done too good a job at telling them. So now I, I really do feel like I need to knock them down a peg because I'm releasing them into the world and I don't want them going thinking that their shit doesn't stink. So daily, your shit stinks. Your shit stinks. Hey, is that you shit stink? So I do have to do that. Remember uh, all that love I gave you? Now let's see I if was, it took. I overdid it. <laughs> so she goes first and she's sitting on the chair, sitting on the paper with her paper pants. So it's a really good sounding day. Ugh. And she looks over and she sees the box of sharps. You know, yes, the, yes, the they've red used one, yes, needles. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she sa- she's not very good with needles. In fact, she's horrific. I could tell you a whole podcast about it, but I won't. So she looks at me and her eyes widen and she said, I am not mentally prepared <laughs> 
for needles. I mean, flu shot, her vaccine, like she mentally prepared. She talked to herself. She talked to me. She held hand, whatever. I am not mentally prepared for needles today. And I said, well, you're luckily, you're just here for a mole check. And in my head, I'm thinking, please don't say, I'm going to take that one. Yeah, which is let what me she get said the antifreeze and just go Psst, and then snap the thing off. Or my least favorite is the punch biopsy where they take like a. Oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. So they take like a punch hole punch you, thing and, then they, and they and they press down really hard and it scoops out a thing of skin. What the and fuck? And sometimes Every if it's big enough. you have is awful. <laughs> I tell this is getting older and sometimes it's so big they have to throw a stitch or two in oh there my fucking and it's God. right I don't like this one Melissa I'm gonna take it so that was not that day but I so she's sitting there she goes for, I'm not mentally prepared Ma. I said you'll be fine so she goes over her body and the doctor says to her you really have beautiful skin Ew. she said do you what do you use on your skin and she barely washes her face I turned to her and I said She's fucking 16. Thank you. Fuck what do you expect her to have? You're fucking creepy. And I'm glad I'm in here. I'm like, what What do you expect? She's sick. It's new skin. Of course it's beautiful what skin. What do I She's use? brand new. Uh, lack of aging. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> youth is what I use on my face. And you'll notice it's all over my body. The youth. Yes. Have you tried it? Ugh. So she gets down and then it's my turn after she gets all the compliments in the world. And I'm like, oh, maybe she's in a good mood and she'll say nice things to me too. Oh my God. No, all false. All false. What SPF do you use? I'm like, well, I haven't left the house in a year. So I'm going to say SPF hermit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm trying to drink my daughter's blood. So youth is what I'm working on as well. Youth do. Yeah. Ugh. So, So she says, you know, is there anything you're worried about? And I have had a raised mole like on the back of my neck forever. It's always been there. My kids call it my button. And <laughs> oh, wow. When they're little, okay. you know, they just say the strangest things kind of thing. So I'm like, well, if you want to take my button, and I said it as a joke, you know, my passive aggressive way. Oh, God. I've said it to other, other dermatologists. I've said it to my plastic surgeon who used to give me Botox. But again, I'm not going to get it because I, I want to compare myself with my mother-in-law. And... She said, all right, my my plastic surgeon was like, make an appointment, come back, and we'll dig that shit out. Ew, and, God, even the worst. And I never made the appointment. Nope. Well, it's clearly not cancer. They looked at it. It's not growing. It's not weird colors. It doesn't have a strange whatever. So she's like, I'll take it right now. Oh, God. And I lost my breath for a second there. I'm like, uh, or she said, or she saw the panic on my face. You can come back. I'm here every day. I said, uh, 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 go ahead, take it. And then I looked you in like the reflection. Button? You lost your I lost button. My button. I lost my button. Oh. So she so she goes to take out, you know, I'm going to numb this up for you. I'm going to give you a, first a little whatever. I'm going to. She pulls here's out some two stra- syringes. Here's some strawberry tequila. Yeah. That would have been the way to go. 30 days strawberry free, Melissa. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One shot or two. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> so she takes out two needles to numb this shit up. And Mallory's eyes Super grew white. so wide. And she said, oh, my God, hold my hand. I'm like, I am not going to fucking comfort you. <laughs> it's my <laughs> she, needle. Right. It is. I should have yelled at her. It's my needle. That's Back right. Off. You're fine. But she got into such a panic oh. because she saw a needle. So 
obviously they didn't dig this out but she took like a razor blade and she went right across it and stole my button so it's not a it's not like a divot it's just right across the top I'm like hey is there anything else you want to take while we're here like well so she said to me I need you to put for a week put Vaseline on this yeah yeah and a band-aid Vaseline yeah What's the matter with you? I said, I said, I don't fucking have it. I'm like, what about Neo? You don't Is have that- a Vaseline. Well, I do now. You but- don't. Stop it. You didn't have any Vaseline in your house? I didn't. I have Vaseline in every room. I bet there's Vaseline in here right now. There's Vas- For what? There's Vaseline on my bedside table. There's Vaseline in the drawer, in the middle of the bathroom. There's Vaseline in the console, in the car. There's Vaseline, little tiny ones, in every pocket of every fucking coat. For what? For your lips, you creep. What do you put on your lips? Vaseline. Of course. My lips are great. So you put the Vaseline on your lips and then they're delightful. They're super soft and supple. And then if somebody cuts something open, you just smear it with that shit and move on. You're fine. It's for healing. It's also, it's a petroleum product. We got to keep that oil flowing. It's a petroleum product. But we did a podcast at the very beginning of this show. Of the 27,000 uses of Vaseline. And I thought, like, it takes away toe fungus. It takes away, like, all of the what? uses of Vaseline. And it I've never... It takes away toe fungus? That can't be right. Not well, again I... with me. Not... Why, why do I... <laughs> I even said to my vet that time. Really? And she's like, yes. <laughs> I went to veterinarian school. Yes. Okay. For just this Toe thing. Toe fungus, though? Come on. I think that's I, I can't imagine how it could draw anything I out. I think but that's an internet fake. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was VapoRub that did that. Sorry, not Vaseline. Yeah, it was VapoRub. Tough, tough call. Tough business. Right. That's what I it am was. amazed that in a DACA family, you don't have any Vaseline. I had none. That's I had none. crazy. So, yeah. I was like, well, what about like triple antibiotic? And I, she's like, yeah, not so much. I'd like you to use Vaseline. And the only thing I've ever used Vaseline for is healing from a tattoo. And that's the only Sure. It's because it's perfect reason. for healing your skin. It's also, you know, people use it for the sexes. But I'm just here to tell you, Vaseline is great. And I just, I'm still so stunned. I'm stunned into silence. I don't know what to say to you. That I don't have Vaseline? Yes. That somebody stole my button? That my daughter needed comfort when I was getting really a shot? Just, that really just the Vaseline part. All that the I rest wore paper it, underpants? All the rest of it checks out. That, that checks out. I, I, I like yep. those. I wanted to take them. Where you I stick like paper there underpants. and you get stuck to that table. And a little so bit gross. of sweat from your crack is on the table. And then you're super grossed out. I know you're making a face like you don't have crack sweat on a table. But I'm sorry, you do. I, I don't at the dermatologist. I do at like the gynecologist. When you have the flop sweat from a needle coming at your button, I think you're no, going to leave a little streak of sweats that maybe drip down from some other area of skin on skin I think parts. an excellent addict. I do not mind needles. I don't because I, well, you know, I donate blood every 58 sure. days. It's just something that it is what it is. Like for me, the way COVID quarantine, this is what we, this is what we're doing now. I guess this is what yeah, we're doing Yeah, I mean, now. I don't groove on it, but I absolutely don't mind it. That's for sure. Sometimes you and I, I'll watch when they take the blood for me just to kind of reinforce that I'm going to watch this because I can, I will do this. And that's an, an uncomfortable thing to do, but I force myself to do it. If I don't look, it's like, oh, is it over now? Like I'm not even... Right. It's really just a it's question of a if I'm deal. going to watch my own blood into the thing when they're trying to suck it out of me. I don't exercise, right? For well, sure. Until yeah, recently. But I, I am anti-exercise. Again, I hate exercise. Screen name on Peloton. Come find me. So <laughs> you and I take a trip to Atlanta and we meet up with our friend Lisa who's like, let's go for a 37 mile walk. And I'm like, uh, 
all right, this is what we're doing now. And that's the mindset that I just get in the way my daughter needs to prepare for needles. Well, I guess this is what we're doing now. And in my head, I'm like, okay, we're walking. Will there be bathrooms? Other than that, there's really nothing I can't mentally prepare to do other than like what, sacrifice my children. But other than that, all right, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> yes. Is that child sacrifice not normal? I don't, I, of course it's normal. Okay. Hey, can you give me a quick, quick update on your Dogecoin before? <gasps> yes. Before I go any further, because I got another. Do you think it sucks or do you think it's great? I think it got better. It sucks. No, it's of course it's Dogecoin. Of course it sucks. Let's check it right this very second. So, it, so we it were went at thirty-seven, forty-one. It went up then... to it went up to forty-three. Okay. And now I'm pull, I had it open and now it's closed again. I think earlier today it was at twenty-seven. So let me just quickly check. You're uh, on a roller coaster ride. Well, I don't like I said. The whole thing for me is. Doge, 27 point, or it's 0.272681. So that's 27 cents, gang. I don't care. I'm going to sit on it. And I, I'm going to sit on it until it goes down to zero or up to a million. So I threw some money. It's a game. I, I paid money for a ticket. I think of my purchase of Dogecoin as as a ticket on, on a Hamilton. roller coaster ride to a movie. <laughs> I, this is, I bought an app on my phone to play a game. That's what this is. I recognize that it's an actual investment, but I absolutely recognize that it's a fucking joke. So, I mean. You're in it for the ride. I, yeah, yeah, if anything, I've had more fun talking to people about it and having conversations and being so silly about it than I really care about the boop amount of money that I threw at it. So, there you go. But yes, so I am super down. Uh, I bought it at a terrible number. I bought it at 35 so since so I absolutely because it was rising so rapidly I just clicked it to get something I should have waited because the very next day I think it was down to like I don't know a half a point not true but lots of people bought it at point oh 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 four and those are the kids who have ten thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars whatever get out <laughs> get out yeah, now yeah sell it at sell it at 27 kids declare vic- victory but before we get off the dermatological stuff yeah I did want to, I, I recalled while you were talking about that, something really kind of kooky happened this week from a dermatological perspective. You were mentioning that you were in the room with your daughter and you guys are the same gender. So being nude in a room after you get through the mother-daughter stuff, is it like it's kind of never, I don't know what that's like. There is no yeah. one who, there's no one who I have birthed who is my gender. So I right. just have my children. So there are my children, and I think of them as children. I don't think of them as, you know, young men or any of this, their bodies or any of this stuff. I think of them as children. I always, always will. I imagine that they will always think of me as mommy. But nudity between a mother and a son is a little different than nudity between a mother and a daughter. I have to guess and presume. So here's, nothing gross is going on, but long since we're not in the same room together when we are disrobed long since not in the same room together when somebody's in the shower brushing teeth whatever we just wait right or go find a different bathroom so in the process of talking to one of my children why won't you clean yourself you smelly smelly beast you are reeking to high heaven you must take a shower long story conversation cut to identifying marks is this a problem? Is this a mole? Is this something? And the child mentions, well, I have, 
I have a mole on my penis. That's like a big one. And I thought, okay, now what do I fucking do? What do I fucking do? So I immediately, no, no. So I immediately said, well, you have to talk to your father. You have to talk to your father and you have to make him look at it. And then the two of them are looking at each other like, you could fucking die from skin cancer before I'm going to go somewhere and inspect your penis. Okay, we are past that shit. And I'm not, you just, just, and, and so they're all looking at me like, they look at each other and then they look at me like, you're fucking crazier than we thought. You know, I'm not going to look at it. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking look at it. And so now I'll this look whole at thing, it. So, no, gross, God, I've had other parents talk this to me. This is, it's serious. You have to, this gross. so here's what I said. Here's what I said. Here's what you're going to do. Take a good look at it yourself. Clock it. Pay attention to what it looks at. I don't want to say study it, but really give it a good look. And then notice if any changes occur, right? And the next time we go to the doctor, mention something. That's it. That's all we have to do. Just just clock it. Keep an eye on your business. That's all. I don't think that the thing is like shaped like a dragon and then tomorrow it's pink. Like, I don't think any of these things are fucking happening. You just mentioned it. But I'm not going to like drop your drawers. Let's see what's going on. Woo! If he has something that's shaped like a dragon on his penis, then I have shit. to see he's it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's baby. got a future what, in porn. What, what, what? <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's a so VIP that's kind ticket of- to see that. Mole. That's kind of how we wound up together at the dermatologist because my daughter's father, her real father, is just kidding. <laughs> is, <laughs> I was like, what? I had to process for a minute. Let's always yes, say that. Let's always so say did that. the listener. Oh, let's always say that. I love it. Her real father. Yeah. Her real father is a physician. And I said, she said, I, I found this little lump. And I said, well, let daddy look at it. And she's like, no fucking way. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. So, that's super creepy. So I'm like, he, but he's a, it's. It's only creepy because they're both immature assholes. No, but if it's you still look creepy at, when he stuck his finger up his father-in-law's asshole. It's oh, creepy. by the way, yeah, by the way, on the phone with his parents as his mother's telling me she's aged, and I and I said you can come for the graduation party now because we have Vaseline, so it'll make any <laughs> any procedures my husband does on you much more comfortable now. And just to catch people up who obviously missed that episode. Dr. Stewart is an emergency room physician, triple board certified in all the butthole arts. And what his father-in-law was having a heart issue or having an ass issue. He was or having pain. In his yeah. body. And so they said, okay, come over into the guest room and I'm going to stick my finger in all my kind of places. And then guess what? He feels great now. But that's super gross when you came over for dinner and then the host <laughs> is gloving up. It's just gross. I don't care. You hope he gloved I just, up. You I'm hope saying, so. I'm saying it's gross. I'm just and then you hope gross. he washed hands oh, before sharing that. pizza with you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you still want to share pizza with my husband? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's not enough. Right. So she found something world. that she was like a little concerned about. So instead of and because I don't know, we went to a dermatologist. We made a next week appointment. But I, I always think watch it and whatever. But on a sensitive area like your penis, I, I think if. Well, first of all, if my son had it. I would have my husband would check it immediately. There's no, <clears throat> it's a health thing. It's not a. I don't care about your comfort. He's a doctor, is, and they're both dudes. Uh, the, all the all the weirdness is kind of. I was gonna say gone. I can't. I can't say gone. Well, I all tell the them, this is, is what reduced. we're doing. If you, if your father is a professor and you have a question about a word, you will go ask. I mean, I get how that works, but I, it's you. It's you fucking. I don't know, man. It's still it's his father who likes... It's your penis. Your penis. Come dick on. and fart jokes. He's still super immature. Together, they're brothers. 
more than father son. They they are buddies. They are brothers. It infuriates me. But <laughs> but that's the relationship they have. But if it came to something medical, yes, daddy's going to look at it. Uh, but not for my daughter. She wasn't having it. So I made $80 later. We made a specialist <laughs> appointment. And she said, I can, and I can take your button. And I'm like, oh my God. So all of these, I'm thinking, all right, now what other doctor's appointments do we need as women of a certain age? Like what other, eventually, I don't know. I'm going to have to see them all at Well, at who my, else is there? What do you, what do you, kind of doctor do you need? Like a hair doctor? What's left? There's right there. Well, there's, there's the lady parts doctor. Right. There's the all around you doctor. And then there's... I don't have one of those. The Remember skin, mine moved? There's the skin doctor. There's the teeth doctor. There's the eyes doctor. And that's it, really. Anything else? You so fucking sick, you might as well be in a hospital. Because the rest of the specialists are only specialists because your shit's going to fall off, break, or kill you. Right. Right. Well, well, I have the whole back issue. And Stuart said, why don't you just get a medical marijuana card? I can get it for you. I'm like, you can get it for me? Since no, when do you need but- a card? But okay. <laughs> Who Here among in Pennsylvania, us, who among us <laughs> needs a card? Here in Masha. Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. Here in Pennsylvania, you need a card because okay. it's only medicinal. Sure, hey, I did. Sure it is. <laughs> Self-medicating. All right, I came all up right. with a new way. I discovered a new way that my mother failed me. Oh, and here I and I know we, you appreciate. I thought we these. had plumbed that that topic quite deeply. No, it's there's more. It's it's limitless. I found out that my last week, two weeks ago, we discovered that when you draw eyebrows on, it really distracts me and I can't really <laughs> focus yes. on what you're saying yes. because all I see is a cartoon. Well, I never really was taught how to pluck, how to shape, how to. It wasn't until I was an adult and about to marry my husband that my friend Monica said to me, hey, those eyebrows you got going on there, that Brooke Shields thing, that's over. You got to you got to whip that shit into submission. Like I this, miss my do you Brooke not know? Eye, eyebrows. I used to have great, I used to have crazy Italian Brooke Shields eyebrows. And I just shaped them up nice and kept them a little trim as people do. I didn't make them crazy go away. And they never really came back. I wish. Now, really? Yeah. I mean, they're they're there, but they're not as. You've got eyebrows. They're, they used to be. And they're hair. They're uh, not sharpie. No, 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 no. I agree. I'm just saying. It's one of those things when you Did get you older. Did you over pluck at some no, point? No, Did you overdo it? No, no, no. They just, well, several things are happening. They're, they're, many of them are white now. Oh, so, so you have to fill it in? The hairs have, be, have gone white. They're not gray. They just go white. So I look at it and I'm like, why does it look thin? Oh, so I either have to, have to brush it with some kind of a powder or when I get the gray hair on my head dyed from time to time she'll say did you want your brows too and I think sure I have no shame left let's go so she puts the hair dye on my fucking eyebrows so uh, it's nice I mean they match but they used to be very full overly full and they just don't grow they just don't grow yeah the the woman like cuts them when I used to have my eyebrows you would go and get them I would get them waxed because plucking for fuck you so she would go and brush them into a shape and then trim off the excess and after yeah, doing no that, uh, there's no excess now. So anyway, so uh, no, no, yours are gorgeous. And I'm surprised that you had Brooke Shield th- thick and luscious. You she know, said, weird, you got a I'm a care. genius, you know, feelers on your face. I don't ever remember that. So thank you, Monica, for teaching me that because I never learned that from anybody that lived in my house. But do you think that your mother is responsible for teaching you beauty tips how to care for yourself yes you think that shaping your I, eyebrows is how to care for yourself my mother i don't part of i it. think my mother is fucking great 
And she never in a million years, even to this day, would talk to me because it would not be of interest, nor would there be any information to exchange on let's do beauty tips. Let's brush our hair like nothing. I didn't if I wanted. That's part of the reason, you know, hey, tomboy. Got it. I had to learn that shit from books and from, you know, magazines. And I live in the world. I could look at other people. But no. If it weren't a direct conversation, kind of like cooking. If it weren't a direct conversation about this is how you care for yourself, your body, or whatever, it's learn by watching me kind of thing. I learned it by watching you. I didn't get any menstruation tips either. So I had to figure that out on my own. It's, I cook this way. You learn to cook this way. Like, you learn those things. Oh, she taught me how to fucking cook. You watch your mother, you watch your mother draw on eyebrows. You watch your, like, you learn by watching the same gender human in your home so I had this week an issue with my ears in that I never learned to accessorize I'm a throw on a hoodie jeans and a t-shirt like whatever whatever is easy and comfortable is kind of what I've always worn I don't know how to throw a scarf like I'll I go away for you for retreats conferences you have a scarf and earrings and different eyeglass frames and different pairs of sunglasses. You are like the accessory queen. <laughs> you have all these different accoutrements. That was for my mother, Thank by the you. way. Because if you're so going to say something French, right. So I know it's not anything. I, occasionally I'll see a scarf and I'll buy it. And I'll be like, this is, I really love this scarf. Will I ever wear it? No. Why? I don't know when to wear it. I don't know where to wear it. And oftentimes I don't know how to wear it. So this past week, because, again, I haven't left, gone anywhere, seen anyone, I haven't had earrings in my head for a very long time. And they look super weird with a mask. Yep. They're weird. So I wanted to put in, so they didn't close and, and leave me with no choices ever again for the rest of my life, I went to put in just a little stud to lock it in and, and just leave something... And it was mostly closed. So I stood in a bathroom twisting and turning and r- almost re-piercing, screaming. I hate, like I it always fucking have, hurts. I always have to re-pierce. And it's so, because it's, they. It's the, so painful. It's all, and it's only one. And it's not like it's the same one. One more. One of them will start to close over just in the back. And I'm like, what the fuck? Do, do you think that you're going to win this fight? You're not. I'm coming for you. <laughs> just in the back. It's going like all it the starts- way through. Yes. And so just get rid and then you have to feel like the pop going through with the little, the pierce. Uh-uh. So I did that to both ears. I put this tiny little, tiny little stud in both ears, right? So one of them kind of went in, but I had to mm, at the end of it. Yeah. And the other one like made me dance. And then somebody asked me for something <laughs> and I was like, shut the fuck up or get away from it. Like I was a crazy lunatic. And I finally got it through and I'm twisting them and turning them to like kind of keep it open. Right. Like I just got my ears pierced, which technically... <laughs> I did. You know what you need so, now? Vaseline. Vaseline. That's it. You know it. See? A million and one uses. It's like a fucking Q-tip. All right. Is that true? Can yes. Can I put Vaseline on that for... Mm, yes. Okay. So... Here, but I'm so, not taking it out to put it in. No, so I'm no, going to have no, to no. stick you, it in. You slide. get in there and you just go... And you spin okay. around and now you're ready to go. So... I want to know, did your mother accessorize well? Did you grow up seeing that? How do you learn to know and to change your your look so easily? I did start to draw a little eyebrow in where I have very blonde eyebrows, and it made all the difference, it, right? It, honestly, it, I always think when I'm doing this, what are you doing? This is so stupid. Nobody, oh, that really makes It's a such difference. a pop of like breaking your face up and, and expressions, and it makes all the difference. Dear male listeners, 
Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> no, so no, sorry. my husband, she pays too much. The hairdresser pays too much attention to his eyebrows too. It makes me really pissed. She, she, um, trims them and shaves them and does all this other kind of stuff. And I'm like, get your hands off his fucking face. Your area is the scalp. Stop rubbing his back. Leave him alone. The scalp is He's so erotic. Lady. Fuck you. I don't know. No, I don't know. Uh, uh-uh. I don't like I'd rather that. you trim his brows than give him that massage of his head. Cause that is way more erotic than that's the reason I think it's embarrassing that your eyebrows grow past your nose like uh, okay let's <laughs> let's clip that up I mean who are you a levy well listen I think that you are very complimentary and equal in equal measure totally misguided in thinking that I have any awareness of accessorizing or anything else oh my god my are nope. you kidding no, me no I am so I have I frequently ask other women for tips I take notes I ask them can we go to a specific cocktail coffee or lunch session where you can instruct me how to do things I have an appointment with a friend in the next 10 days for her to teach me makeup I have regularly asked friends of yours to teach me how to do makeup I don't know how to do any of this so the answer is my in my household it was not just looked down upon to be air quotes vain it was a sin so it absolutely was something where excessive vanity was so completely discouraged that even normal self-pride kind of became an issue right the idea was if you're calling too much attention to yourself that's a real problem and it it is tricky because I agree with that statement, but I completely, like you were talking about, and I kind of made a joke about it earlier. You were talking about how you have to knock your kids down a peg because you may have overloved them up in the beginning, right? Well, I heard a lot of these messages growing up and I internalized a lot of things and I'm, I'm sort of trying to figure out how much of that I interpreted in the wrong direction, in the wrong way. And somewhere in me, there's always this hesitation where I want to go out big. I want to be loud. I want to be strong. I want to be on the stage spotlight. Let's go. And I can do it. And I'm here. And that's what I love to do. And at the same time, there's something in my head going, slow down. You don't want to be first. Let somebody else cross the finish line with you. Can't we all hold hands? You don't have to win every race. You know, that's weird. You're an athlete. That's weird to hear you say. I was criticized. No, I remember, I vividly remember coming in second in a race that I physically thought I should have won. And I mean, obviously I shouldn't have won it because I didn't win it. So I was very frustrated that I thought I should have won this race. I've been swimming and I touched second and I was pissed and I took my goggles off in alone in the locker room and I threw them in my anger and my mother said, if this is how you are going to act, then you obviously can't handle this and you're going to stop swimming right away. I remember it vividly. And from there on out, I actually slowed to a stop my competitive swimming. So instead of taking that moment uh. to say, this is what it feels like. If you don't want to feel this way, you can Try work, harder. You can work harder. harder. If you don't want to feel this way, you can think about, is this the right sport for you? If you don't want to feel this way. And she didn't do anything wrong. She do what right. she, she did what she knew how to do, which is, I don't want to raise a poor winner, a poor sport. loser. Right. Yeah. So that's what she was doing coming from a context of zero competitive sports knowledge. I'm just a kid. You know, yeah, I was on a track for Junior Olympics and all the rest of it. it made me really pissed off that that kind of... But like I love to say... If it was strong enough in me, if the wall was there, I could have knocked it over. So pushed and I and right. I didn't. So this is all a long way from the talking about how much are they teaching you to do and how much are they not. Getting back to the idea of accessorizing, 
it was never anything that was overtly done. But we have, my mom and I to this day have fun. Look at this sweater. Look at this shirt. Ooh, that's nice. I like this one. I think that looks better. So we have the conversations about it, but it was never this sort of, let's stand together while you're doing some kind of a grooming. Let's, let's go shopping together. Let's, We're just sitting and watching while it happened. No, 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 no. It's weird. We, we do that sort of talking while we're doing other things we're either building something or we're cooking something or we're you know doing a volunteer thing or what all these other with family so it's never kind of that kind of activity wasn't happening so I look at other professional women in my life and I frequently will ask them and we get into such deep you don't know how many women feel exactly the way you feel because I feel exactly the way you feel. I feel like I have no expertise in this area that everyone else magically gets it and is somehow taught it. I don't know how to catch up. I'm trying to pay attention. Where can I learn this stuff? And at the same time in me, this may not be for you. I go to, and who fucking cares? Why are you even That's fixated where I on go this? To. This is the stupidest right. thing, but I kind of know it's Oh, important. I don't think it's stupid. I admire it. better, and people perceive you differently, and it's all part of life. So I, I guess what, I, what I'm really looking for here is, how do, dear listener, how do you learn these things in your life? How do you discover, be it grooming or accessorizing or... I mean, work ethic or all of these, all of these things, they're not intrinsic. Some people are more savvy at some of these things, but where, where did you get your style, your, your work ethic, your, did you get this from your parents? Is this just another way that my family has failed me or my community of women has started to teach me? Please let us know. We're interested to know who and how you've been influenced on very common everyday things. Not 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 necessarily to change the world. I had a teacher who I'm talking about the basic self-care things of your life. You can write us at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook at Brilliant Observations, but also Brill Squad on Instagram and Twitter. We're listen brilliant. Please, you're already listening brilliant. Um, please let us know who who has influenced your life in a way that is the finishing touches that that makes you a piece of who you are I mean don't ask me where I got nasty cynicism from because it's the same place I didn't get my eyebrow care and and my accessorizing and it's all good things to know and it's it's not only the genesis of how this came to be something that you're constantly figuring out in your life but maybe what you're doing now differently or how you're doing it as an adult because I think we're all still super sensitive and doing it I am so flabbergasted every week I learn of another friend who I look at as you are the icon of superiority in these seven areas over my life and then another friend a different seven areas or overlapping with and to the woman I will learn in rotating manner that there is some insecurity that is so laughable for this person to have where, you know, they just absolutely have the whole world beaten in this area and then magically say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I was so upset and I can't believe it. That's crazy. I admire you so much for you to have that big hole. I want to hear how people have figured out their makeup because evidently I still got some learning to do. So let us know. Um, 
I kind of wanted to, I saw a lot of pictures you posted this week about shit you cooked and it made me fucking starving. I'm like, I need stew and not the one I married. Well, I I want to make that a hook for next week because I have got a lot of goofiness to talk about there and I'm embarrassed about it. And part of the thing that I'm trying to do as a focus on self is to push through the embarrassment and do the thing that's good for me and keep doing it. So, and it has to do with posting pictures of what I eat on Instagram and I feel like a fucking imbecile. So tune in next time for more insecurity talk with okay. Melissa and Amy. We're going to kick <laughs> off next week with, Hey Amy, what you cooking? So hold us accountable. I definitely want to hear that. And I will share with you some of my ridiculously privileged problems. So thank you for listening this week. We uh, hopefully have better audio and and for sticking in there with us. We appreciate you. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're eating, and what your eyebrows look like. I love it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.